Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The Gulf of Mexico is a major base for oil and gas drilling, with 6,000 rigs, platforms, and other structures erected during the past eight decades to help store and ship fossil fuels. But now, the Biden administration is hoping the region can dip its toe into a new type of energy source, wind power. Currently, the White House is reviewing 30 million acres of Gulf waters near Texas and Louisiana for potential wind turbines. And those turbines can go a long way to help President Biden meet his ambitious climate and clean energy goals. But why the Gulf of Mexico? And what challenges lay ahead? Today, Politico's Kelsey Tamburino and I break down those questions and why the Gulf of Mexico is poised for a wind energy boom. It's Tuesday, May 31st. So the Biden administration has set pretty ambitious goals to create and establish 30 gigawatts of offshore wind by 2030. The U.S. right now, for context, only has seven federal water turbines operating. As part of that effort and its build out of offshore wind, the administration announced earlier this year that it was going to take initial steps at examining the potential for offshore wind in the Gulf of Mexico. And it's looking at currently about 30 million acres west of the Mississippi River toward the Texas-Mexico border. And not all of that would be filled with offshore wind turbines, but that's the general area they're looking at for this development of offshore wind. Interesting. And we know that offshore wind is growing on the East Coast. That's more well-publicized. So why now the Gulf of Mexico? What advantages does that area potentially present? Yeah, this is actually why I wanted to go and and talk to folks about this, because the Gulf of Mexico is really interesting in the fact that it's historically been home to the oil and gas industry. And there's this infrastructure in place that, you know, experts say can be utilized for the offshore wind development in this region and for the country at large. So this build out of offshore wind in the Gulf when it comes to fruition, would really enable the oil and gas industry to transition to offshore wind, which is always been this talking point of the administration that they're going to create a just transition for oil and gas workers to move to green energy. And this is really a test case for that. And especially since it's just a hub for the oil and gas industry. And what the folks that I've talked to have said is that there's really not much hostility from the workforce there. They see this as an opportunity, but there is obviously lingering questions about what role they can play and whether or not there would need to be workforce training. But a lot of folks that I talk to really see this as a great potential to build green energy, but also utilize the existing workforce and that existing pipeline and infrastructure in place in the region. So that's one thing to see if actually these fossil fuel workers could easily transition and be willing to transition to offshore wind. Are there other challenges to building out offshore wind in the Gulf? It seems like it's not necessarily a slam dunk given how new this is, right? So yeah, definitely. The building offshore wind has challenges and just its price, the cost of creating these offshore wind farms is expensive. And I think that specifically in the Gulf of Mexico, where the price of electricity 
is quite low. That has been something that folks have pointed to as a potential challenge. The wind speeds are also lower there. So that's going to create a, there will be, need to be technological advances in the region to create this offshore wind industry, but also just the areas prone to hurricanes, which folks that I talk to don't necessarily see that as a challenge they can't overcome, but it's definitely one that they're thinking about. And, you know, obviously there are hurricanes on the East Coast, so it's not like that's a insurmountable, but it is something that they're thinking about. Additionally, migratory birds are really go to this area. This is an area that's really has a lot of birds. So that's also something they're going to be have to like environmental groups are considering. They're not opposed to the build out of offshore wind, but it, there's just a lot of things like that, that, you know, will have to be factored into the planning and the consideration of offshore wind build out in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. And just to the point on environmental challenges, do we know how leasing will impact the Gulf environmentally and just what that reception or potential challenges might look like. I know that that's a struggle with citing any type of clean energy project is, is this balance. Is, is the Gulf have anything unique in that way? I think you'll see some of the same challenges we see on the East Coast. Most environmental folks that I spoke to for this story, they have their concerns, but they are hopeful that they can work with the administration. They see the build-out of offshore wind as crucial, and they, they're not saying that it can't happen, and there's just certain considerations that will need to be made. But I think one of the other things that's interesting about this region is just when you look at the East Coast, we've seen a lot of pushback from the fishing industry in terms of the build-out of offshore wind because it's such a new industry and that they're considering and you know their lanes for fishing and just how that's going to impact their catch and you know their workforce and their livelihood that's still a concern in the gulf but i think what's more interesting is that the fishing industry in that region has really already been established has already grown with the oil and gas industry so their folks that i talked to said they anticipate that it won't be as much of a concern in the gulf given that that workforce has already coexisted with the oil and gas industry for so long Also, in the first bill of its kind in the United States, New York lawmakers are proposing to collect $30 billion from fossil fuel companies over the next 10 years as compensation for the climate damages caused by their products. The bill, known as the Climate Change Superfund Act, was introduced last week as a way to claw back profits from fossil fuel companies amid rising gas and energy prices and to fund climate adaptation projects. The measure has support from environmental groups like the Sierra Club, National Resources Defense Council, and Environmental Advocates New York. The state legislative session ends this week on June 2nd, so the measure is expected to be fully vetted next year. Backers of the bill also hope to see similar legislation introduced in other states like Massachusetts and Maryland. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.